0: This episode of Rua Storytellers Podcast is brought to you by Catholic Family Crate, offering monthly crates as well as crates for Lent and Advent. Each crate contains fun and beautiful catechetical activities for the whole family. Rua listeners can have 10% off at checkout using the code RUA, and this offer runs from March 30th to April 11th. Thank you listeners for supporting this incredible Catholic business. Here is today's story. Chloe Langer is a writer, podcaster, and the author of Created for Love, Reflections for the Catholic Bride-to-Be. She is passionate about the feminine genius, which she explores on her podcast, Letters to Women. When she isn't buried under a growing stack of books, you can find her in her local coffee shop, spending time with her husband, Joseph, and their daughter, Maeve. You can also find her on Instagram at Chloe Langer and at Facebook at Old Fashioned Girl Blog. Listeners, we ask that you sit with us, pray with us, and learn with us as we listen to Chloe's story of faith on our shared journey to the cross.
1: A priest happened to be going down the road, but when he saw the man, he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite came to the place, and when he saw him, he passed by. On the opposite side. But a Samaritan traveler who came upon him was moved with compassion at the sight. Luke 10, 31 through 33. Are you doing okay? Really? I will always remember that car ride. It's stamped in my memory. That was the day that something changed. My friend Haley and I were in the car together. We were running errands around town and taking a much needed break from the busyness of our schedules. I'd met Haley our freshman year of college. Over the course of almost four years, we had shared many late-night conversations, cups of coffee, inside jokes. I was driving, and my hands clenched the steering wheel a little tighter at the sound of her question. I let it echo in the car for a while, struggling with what to say in response. Was I doing okay? Really? The past few months, I'd been struggling to hold up a facade of No, everything is okay. College was wrapping up. I was planning my wedding. A move to a new city was becoming a reality. It looked as if I was okay. I wanted people to think that I was doing okay, but it didn't take too much scratching at the surface of my story to realize I wasn't doing okay. I wasn't fine. I wasn't eating. I'd not been eating for so long that my body had given up. It quit telling me when I should have been hungry. My stomach stopped growling after I'd stopped listening time and time again. I was underweight, overstressed, and many times during the week, I wouldn't even realize that I needed to stop and eat something until I was on the brink of fainting. Then, in a frenzied rush, desperate not to pass out again, I would end up eating out of a vending machine or raiding the fridge in the late hours of the night piecing together a small semblance of a meal. In the morning, I'd skip breakfast. And most of the time, I'd substitute a cup of coffee for the first meal of the day. Then I'd skip lunch. Then I'd skip dinner. And I would get home around 10 p.m. most nights during that semester and realize that I hadn't eaten a thing since the night before. I'd been doing this for so long that it seemed normal. It seemed fine. It seemed okay but deep down, I knew it wasn't. The evening before, I'd tried on my wedding dress for the first time in the nine months since I'd bought it. It didn't look right. That night, I pulled out a picture of the first time I'd tried on the dress, back when I ate every day. I wanted that back. Over the course of a few short months, I'd lost more than 15 pounds. Most everyone who I knew who commented on my weight loss assumed it was a good thing. A slim figure for a wedding, that made sense, And if they questioned the hurried nature of the change in my form, they didn't ask. Maybe they didn't see anything wrong. It's easy to pass by on the other side of the road. I know, I've done it. Was I doing okay? Really? Despite the world telling me that my new slim frame was what I should want, it was not what I needed. I needed a balanced life needed my health back. I needed to make a change. That day in the car, something changed. Haley didn't pass by. She didn't let my messiness deter her from an encounter. That day, Haley saw me and she crossed the road and she poured kind words on my wounds and she began to bandage them. She took care of me, and she loved me with the love of the Father, and He loves me with a love that isn't disgusted by my messiness, that doesn't shirk away from me when I'm lying on the side of the road, streaked and muddied with my mistakes and my wounds. The Father loves me when I couldn't even love myself, at a point in my story where I doubted that I was even worthy of love. He doesn't wait until I prove myself worthy of his love, until I have it all together, until everything is okay, until I am fine. The grace that he gives me, the grace that he gives each and every one of us is the grace for the present moment. The now. Even when we're struggling to love our neighbor as ourselves because we wonder if we ourselves are even worthy of love. He treats us with mercy and he heals us. He continues to heal us. He equips us to love others mercifully in return. The way that he loves, the way that he teaches us to love ourselves.
0: In prayer, by Carol Houselander, by your heaviness and fear at Gethsemane, comfort the oppressed and those who are afraid. By your loneliness facing the passion while the apostles slept, comfort those who face evil alone while the world sleeps. By your persistent prayer in anguish of anticipation, strengthen those who shrink. From the unknown. By your humility, Lord, taking the comfort of angels, give us grace to help and to be helped by one another and in one another to comfort you, Jesus Christ. Amen.